0: What's up, guys? You are on the air and off the books with Ann, and Samantha, and today we are going to, actually we already have, taken a quiz on, um, what's
1: the website? Bookriot.com. Bookriot.com. So We we'll have that linked below for you as well, so you guys can take the quiz too.
0: Yeah, so we took a quiz to see what books we should read next, and this was very terrifying going in because, you know, it's a random book quiz, and you never know what's (sighs) going to be on there. So... I got Magic Lies and Deadly Pies, and this is Pies Before Guys, Mystery Number One by Misha Pop.
1: And um, Bethan, what did you get? I got The Tea Dragon Society by Kay O'Neill, which yeah. is actually a, ch- a children's graphic novel. <laughs> yeah, so
0: Bethan got the easy way out. <laughs> I did. And I got a 400-page book. But it's fine. It it was actually pretty good. Um, I think this book would be considered a a cozy mystery. And I have never read A Cozy Mystery in my entire life. Um, So I was very hesitant going into this. And I was like, ah, this is going to be bad. Um, But you know what? I will give it. I will be giving this book a 3.8 out of five. So yeah, it was it wasn't bad. bad. It was like enjoyable, but like yeah. there was really nothing
1: like climactic about it or anything like that. Yeah, it definitely the to me when you were describing it to me while you were reading it, it's definitely like the like epitome of like cozy mystery. No yeah. like serious like circumstances, situations, nothing like crazy popping out at you. It's just like a Yeah. I'm here just for a good chill. time, just to chill and read. It's surprising yeah. that it's like four hundred pages though. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> Magic Lies and Deadly Pies, which I get that title mixed up all the time. Sometimes it's magic pies and deadly lies. Sometimes it's lies magic and deadly pies. You just never know. Okay. Magic pies. Magic lies in deadly pies. So this is about a girl. Her name is Daisy Ellery and she has a pie truck and she bakes p- these famous pies for a living and everybody knows who she is. Everybody loves her pies. And so the little like kind of like secret in this book is that she's got this kind of magic and this magic is kind of referred to like throughout the book Um and you don't really know if it's like, if it's just like a, like real magic, or if it's just like she's like, oh, my pies are magic, you know, like just a figure of speech. And so she makes, puts magic into these pies, because um, her family comes from a line of witches. And so her side job is pies before guys and nobody knows that she, she is the same one that does you know like the pie trip and so the these pies before guys she bakes these pies for women that have been abused oh and murders oh their abusers <laughs> okay I'm picking up so, now <laughs> she's got this like secret like she's like the secret assassin like on the side with these pies and it's it's kind of funny because like you know you can't take the book seriously because literally the whole book is about baking pies and murdering people with pies so yeah it's about her trying to find um these men to take out with a pie to um just basically get revenge for these women
1: I'm surprised that you liked it so much because it's really almost a four star review like that's pretty high what did what didn't you enjoy
0: um so I don't know that there wasn't like really any part of it the thing that I didn't enjoy was like the magic aspect like I didn't know if it was supposed to be like legitimate magic like you know like supernatural like fairy tale magic or if it was just like oh you the know. magic system was just kind of thrown in there and it yeah. wasn't really
1: explained much you don't yeah any backstory with that so like That's yeah right.
0: and like the thing with these pies is she can't control the magic that goes into them so if these oh. men don't deserve death death magic will not go into these pies to kill them oh yeah so she can make like different pies. There's like truth telling pies. There's like memory loss pies to get so people. So at to least she anything. can't just
1: randomly murder people that don't. No,
0: it. she can't, and she like makes that known in the book because they're like they have this guy that they're hunting down, and I I'm not gonna get too much into like who the guy is because that's kind of like the small little twist in the book. It's nothing crazy. It's just like a tiny little twist. Um, but they're hunting this guy down that has wronged, like, these three women that she's, like, trying to protect. And she finds out that he is not worthy of being killed. Like, the stuff that he has done is not worthy for her to give him a pie and have that pie kill him.
1: Hmm. So... It's almost like the magic is really OP. Like, overpowered. Like... Yeah. She can't control it. It's just like this... meant, Like this... Is metaphysical the right word? I don't know. Like this... Huge, like, existent thing that she just kind of... That she kind of uses her. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of was frustrating. I think... It's
0: not... I think I would take the magic out. I would... I would actually make her, like, a legitimate, like, assassin. Like, she's putting poison in poison pies. Poison in the pies. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole thing is, like... She, it's untraceable. She doesn't take any money for the pies. Um, the only payment that so that's she takes how the author
1: is getting letting her get away with it in the book. Yeah.
0: The only payment she takes is that um the ladies pass um, her information along to another abused woman. So
1: it reminds me of the lost apothecary, but not serious. So yeah. if you like historical fiction and you like this idea of like women getting revenge on abusive men kind of situation and you want to try something that's a lot more dark I would recommend the loss <coughs> of cloth carry yeah. because it's it's these vibes but it will make you cry instead of like make you laugh so yeah. it'd be interesting to read these things together yeah and this then, is a very
0: light-hearted yeah. mystery there's nothing scary about it or anything like that um
1: there's your next tandem read read yeah magic lies and Deadly, Deadly Pies, Pies and by and the Lost apothecary, So. Yeah,
0: so I um I enjoyed it. I wasn't like dreading life reading the book, mm-hmm. but um I don't think that it would be something I would pick up again.
1: So you did. Like this genre. Please definitely got it wrong.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't think that this would be a um type of book that I would ever pick up again to read on purpose. Okay. But it was just like a nice, you know, like Cozy, relaxing read. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Because, cool. you know, sometimes you try to go out of your comfort zone and then you're like, wow, this was a mistake. <laughs> but This wasn't quite a mistake. No, this wasn't quite a mistake. It, it, was, it was good. And then, like, also there was a little bit of, like, confusion in the book because she becomes friends with um, two different people. One guy, I think his name's Noel. I think that's how you pronounce it. And then Melly, hmm. And it kind of, like, hints towards a romantic relationship with both of them. Oh. But then, like, nothing gets res-
1: kind of so resolved at all with the other one. So it's very much mystery and not romance at all.
0: Yeah. There's, like, a little splash of romance. But it's very much, like, mystery, like, take down this man type yeah. of, yeah. It's just more of a little Justice funny... for women. Yeah that's that would be the summary of the book with pies (laughs) featuring pies Hmm. yeah that's interesting
1: i was wondering what you really like thought about
0: it yeah it it wasn't bad i would um i would suggest it to people yeah read it pies lies and murder pies and murder lies and deadly pies (laughs)
1: It's a hard title, guys. It's hard to remember right off the top of your head. Yeah. If you're one of those people who, like, when somebody asks you, what book are you reading, and you're like, I don't know the title, that's Samantha.
0: Yeah, and the way they they describe um, Daisy, the main girl in this book, um, it's so funny because, like, when she's in her, like, pie truck, you know, making pies for people as her normal self, she's like, you know, like she's got on like the like the dress, the poofy dress. Um, you know, her hair like tight back and, like a curled ponytail type vibe. Oh. You know, looking like spick and span, clean. Like, hello, here's a pie. Take a pie. Pie's for everyone. And then like when she's like incognito murder pie girl, she's mm-hmm. like sweats hoodie <laughs> because Tip you know around in the dark. And it's just so funny because like, she's like nobody recognizes me. But like, okay, if this girl's famous for her pies, how are you not Everybody gonna recognize? Everybody knows. Girl. How are you not gonna <laughs> recognize her? Everyone knows you. So that was a little bit of like a part that was not realistic. But
1: yeah, three
0: point nine. Did I give a three point nine?
1: Three point eight. Three point nine. 8, yeah. Out it's getting higher, five. guys. <laughs> it's yeah. creep enough to be a favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. The more she
1: dwells on it, the more she realizes it's her pick favorite.
0: Pick it up. We've got it um, on Libby, I believe, and we have it as a physical copy.
1: Awesome. I like it. All right, tell us about your book. So I got The Tea Dragon Society, which is a juvenile graphic novel, um, and it actually is a series. And let me kind of read the synopsis a little bit because I read it a very long time ago because it was very fast. (laughs) The artwork is stunningly beautiful. It is very gorgeous. Um, So a book that follows the story of Greta, a blacksmith apprentice, and the people she meets as she becomes entwined in the enchanting world of tea dragons. After discovering a lost tea dragon in the marketplace, Greta learns about the dying art form of tea dragon caretaking from the kind tea shop owners... I think it's Ezekiel and Eric. As she befriends them and their shy ward, Minette, Greta sees how the craft enriches their lives and eventually her own. So essentially the book is about, like it says, this young girl who is a blacksmith's apprentice, and she realizes that she would like to take up this artwork. And the dragons are actually, it's actually kind of what it sounds like they grow the more you care for these dragons and you take on these dragons as pets and you love them and you nurture them they grow things to make tea so there are different types of dragons like chamomile and like peppermint and peppermint they're re- yeah that's exactly what it is and so these stewards of these dragons will feed them certain things and like take care of them groom them and then when they are happy and fulfilled they grow these leaves and then you're able to prune them and then make these teas that have these different effects. So there's magic in the society. Um, all the people are like, there are satyrs and like little animal people. And they all have like, they're like animal people mixes, essentially. It's very whimsical, fairy tale feeling. The colors are really bright and vibrant. The book, like I said, my favorite part about the book is that of, is all the artwork in the book. I loved it. Personally, I gave it a three out of five because I think the content was more teen for me, I and mean, that's my personal opinion. That has nothing to do with anything else. That's just my personal rating. I'm just going to preface yeah. that by saying I'm not not recommending it to you. I know there's a lot of debate about like I'm going to get it. I'm going to go there. There's a lot of debate about like book banning and stuff like that. People, I know something came up not too long ago with Hamilton. Public Library, John Green, and all that stuff like that. That was interesting. Look that up. Yeah, that's um, crazy. And so I'm not saying it because I don't think your kids should read it. You know what you, your kids and yourself should read. For me as an adult, I really liked it. But I think some of the themes are more serious. Obviously, there's war in the book. There is some blood in the book. There are some, like... Um, there are more intimate relationships in the book than I think would be suitable for my personal life and my six-year-old, um, but it was a stunning story. It was beautiful. I haven't finished the series. I think if i read the series as a whole, I think that I would rate the whole of the series better than the individual book. Yeah. Like, I want to read all of it at one time and Mm -hmm. then write it because I don't think that I got enough of the story to be able to give it more stars. Right. Um... My recommendation would be to not pick up this book until it's finished, like pick up this whole series. But if you're looking for something that has a very moving story, beautiful artwork, I would recommend um, picking up The Moth Keeper instead by, um, let me pull that up, uh, well, Kay O'Neill. I think she writes it as well. Yes. So I would recommend picking up that book by her um, instead of this one because that story is a standalone um, and it moved me to tears. It was wonderful. It's also a juvenile fiction, but it has a lot more adult themes, a lot more conversations that you could have um, as a standalone. Like I said, if you're going to pick up the T-Dragon Society, then pick it up as a series and don't just read the first book. Um, and I, like I said, I think it's more suitable in, as far as I'm concerned for adults and teens. Um, but yeah, look through it. Read it to your kid if you think that that's something that you want to do because it, it has like little like recipes in the book like your book did like tea recipes and like it has like how like excerpts in the back pictures of all the dragons like I love dragons and I think it's such an interesting take on different dragons and I love, like I said my favorite about this is the illustrations they are really really wonderful um and I would myself continue the book um series but I have so many things that I'm reading, <laughs> I can't pick it up right now. Yeah, We're, um, <laughs> we're both
0: reading like uh, 47 billion books, billion books at one
1: time. But yeah, this is this is a good book. But if you're gonna pick up a single thing, I, I would have preferred they recommended me The Moth Keeper instead of this book by her. Um, so yeah, I don't think it did a I don't think it did a bad job. I just think yeah. it didn't do a good enough job. But the thing about those like, quizzes is that they have to be so general in their yeah. answers. And they only have to have, they only have so many answers. They're not really tailored to you as a person, really. Right. So they're kind of generally. So all in all, I think they honestly did a pretty good job considering that it's a generic answer yeah. for everybody. So not too bad because I do read a lot of children's books. And I do yeah. read a lot of graphic novels and stuff like that. So I don't think that it was a bad, bad go. And I want, I'm really curious to see what you guys get because I think it's worth taking. It's fun. Yeah. Take the quiz. Book Riot. Take, take the quiz.
0: Book Riot. What book should I read
1: next, I believe? Yes, it's linked down below for you in the description so that you can click on it and you can go. And then also the books that we talk about here, um, we'll link those to our catalog and stuff like that. Because we ha- also have the T-Dragon Society here. Yeah. Um, We have it everywhere. All over the place. Just so there... come in and grab it. Is
0: there any books right now that you're excited about reading or
1: going to start reading? Yeah, I am working my way through Ascendant. I'm actually, so I'm reading Ascendant, Way of Kings. I'm probably 60% through both of those, which Ascendant is just, man, it's so good. I know I'm not supposed to be talking about it on the podcast. I'm going to write a review for it online, but Michael Miller really outdid itself. And if you, and I know, I don't really like comparing it to the fourth wing because it's, I don't know, because it's not romance and stuff like that. And they, they're written for different things, but it's about, the premise of both of them is about a dragon and, and it's the bond of its rider. Yeah. And if you're looking for something that is not romant, romantic and something that focuses more on the relationship building of a dragon and its rider and like the the world building if you're looking for a more high fantasy option something that's more emotional more moving not that high, not that fourth wing is an emotional and moving if you're looking for something that is like that then you're you should have really a bunch of people it. coming at you now. I am. I. I just think I'm gonna hate I Fourth think, Wing. No, I think you need to read it, and I think that you're gonna be like surprised. This is gonna be another Akatar situation. where you think I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna hate it.
0: No, I think that I think that you'll really like it. Akatar is okay. Especially the dragons, because like the dragons in the book, they do like talk. So do the dragons throughout in this the book. book.
1: Yeah. So the dragons in cool. Ascendant also talk. Yeah. Ascendant is already superior, and I don't even have mm. to read the Fourth Wing. <laughs> No. it is so good we have it um but I like I said I'm also reading The Way of Kings and I'm going to pick up um I believe we're going to be getting it Yumi and the Nightmare Painter and that's actually Brayden Sanderson's first four four-way or foray or whatever you want to call it into romance romance I'm going to pick that up and then I'm going to pick up Ebony Gate after I'm also Ebony reading Gates. the Murderbot Diaries. I'm reading a lot right now. She's reading. Like I'm like thirty percent through everything, so I'm pretty far into everything. Um, but the newest thing after I really make a dent is going to be Ebony Gate because it's supposed to be a situation where um, a female John Wick meets the undead. It's like gonna be fantastic. It's gonna yeah. be so good. So, and that one just released, and I'm very excited to get into that. What are you reading? Besides every single thing,
0: <laughs> I picked up um, Throne of Glass again. I'm on book four. Um, I think I'm like a fourth of the way through book four, so I'm gonna try to finish Throne of Glass eventually. You started um, Throne
1: of Glass when you had 800 arcs. I
0: know. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I want I want to love. I think I think. That Throne of Glass is getting better for me at this point, but I want to love it as much as I loved Court of Thorns and Roses, and it's, like, it's not there yet. And it's, like, I'm, like, sad about it because everybody says they swear that they love Throne of Glass more, and I'm just, like,
1: I was about to say, when I look on, like, the, well, I don't have TikTok, but Instagram and, you know, YouTube had the same kind of, like, TikTok reels or whatever. Yeah. People say like you can't tell me that Throne of Glass is better than Akatar, and I'm like, people don't like it as much. Yeah, from what I can see, it's very. I'd say it's very
0: much more slow than Akatar. It's very drawn out. I mean, it is like eight books. You think
1: people like either like Throne of Glass or like Akatar? They can't like both.
0: I think there's a lot of people that like both because there's a lot of people that are really serious about like reading order when it comes to Sarah (laughs) J. Maas. So They're,
1: like, they just love no. I'm on
0: I'm on like some groups and they will like come at you if you do not read it. And there's like a romantic order and then there's like a uh, published order. And so like there's two different orders that you can like read the books in. And people will like fight to the death about where when you need to start certain books. And
1: that is so weird. It,
0: it gets so complicated. And I think that people have like made this up for themselves and like. Possibly, like, yeah. thinking in their head, this is how it was supposed to go, but maybe it's not how Sarah intended I wish she would
1: just drop
0: how it's supposed to go. I think she probably has, and I think that she has, like, confirmed, like, yeah, you can read it in, like, different orders. But, like, obviously, like, I published it a certain way, like, you know, on purpose, so. Yeah. But I think that you would really like Crescent City because it's, like, some crazy world-building, high fantasy. I love the Insanity. covers. The cover yeah. art
1: is insanely beautiful. Yeah. I literally was warring with myself to buy the first two just for the covers just to be on my shelf. The covers are stunning. I was like, I may never read these, but because I'm not, I don't know that I am a Sarah J. Massey or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you guys call yourself. <laughs> that fan group. I think it's like the weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Whatever y'all call y'all self. I am not one of those. So, But I was like, these covers are just it. Like, yeah. I love the cover art on these. And I want them so bad for my shelf. But you
0: would like, out of all of the books, you would like Crescent City.
1: I'll have to read it. But it has to go after Kings of the Wild. Because I am so you have to. ready to read Kings of the Wild. I just want to throw myself out a window. That you read that book. And it's Kings of the Wild, With wild spelled with a Y. And you have to pick it up. Because it's like this group of guys who are retired like barbarians or whatever. And they go on these quests slaying monsters and stuff. And then I think one of the guy's daughter gets kidnapped. And they have to like go back on this quest. And it's like a comedy slash fantasy. And I am so here for it. You're here for it. I'm here for it. But I cannot pick it up yet. Because I've obligated myself to 850,000 things. Yeah.
0: Um, Another book I just bought... Um, is the Masters of Death by Olivia? Oh,
1: I, it, yeah. I don't know how you
0: pronounce her name. I think it's Olivia Blake or Olivia Blake. No, it's like just with like an e, Olivia. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, Olivia Blake.
1: You are right. I did not realize. Um, My apologies, Olivia.
0: So I just have to read you the synopsis because it sounds crazy. We should read it. Okay. Broadcast. So. Here we go. We need intro music. (laughs) music. (laughs) Boom. There is a game that the immortals play. There is only one rule don't lose. Viola Merrick, is that how you pronounce it? Viola
1: Merrick,
0: is a struggling real estate agent and a vampire, but her biggest problem currently is that the house she needs to sell is haunted. The ghost haunting the mansion has been murdered, and until he can solve the mystery of how he died, he refuses to move on. Fox Demora is a medium, and though he is also, most definitely, a shameless fraud, he isn't entirely without his uses, seeing as he's actually the godson of death. When Viola seeks out Fox to help her with the ghost infestation, he becomes inextricably involved in a quest that neither he nor Vi expects, or wants. But with the help of an unruly poltergeist, a demonic personal trainer, a sharp-voiced angel, a love-stricken reaper, and a mindfulness practicing and mindfulness and a few mindfulness <laughs> practicing creatures. Oh Third time's the charm. Vi and Fox soon discovered the difference between a mysterious lost love and an annoying dead body isn't nearly as distinct as they thought.
1: Hmm. How cool does that sound? People are really excited about that
0: book. Okay, but the
1: cover. The cover is stunning. It is very great. Okay, publishing companies, I see you. Like, yeah. I physically am looking at you. You are I, I think flat. this is
0: Tor. Yeah, Tor books. Tor
1: is killing They are
0: elite. You guys are elite, okay? Dude,
1: like, you're coming out with some seriously beautiful covers and stuff. And you know yep. what? I appreciate that because as a buyer, okay, as somebody who's going to go out and spend $25 <clears throat> on a hardback book or 30 depending... You know, thank you for adding a little something. You has know what I mean? stunning. Yeah, thank you. Because yeah. I appreciate you for that. Because it just makes me feel like I'm, you know, thank you for helping me spend my money.
0: <laughs> Poor,
1: if thank you, you are justifying my purchases. If you want to sponsor
0: <laughs> us, you know, you can just email us at offthebooks at khcpl.org. We will gladly say yes. We might have to ask first, but we may not do
1: that. Listen, I just need all the beautiful this is and that. Yes.
0: Um. Also, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, so I, I, I literally apologize so hard if I'm not. Olivia Blake um, wrote The Atlas Paradox and The Atlas Six, so I also have both of those on my TBR. Um, they... Sound amazing, and I'm really excited to read those. Um, another book that I'm reading right
1: now oh gosh, I've, I've got
0: okay, I've got The Assistant to the Villain, um, which Bro,
1: has not that's h- a romance, and I want to read it because of the pre- like the premise yeah. of the story that you because I think you did the synopsis a little while ago. Yeah, it was it sounds so interesting to I me because it's nothing like I've ever heard before by Hannah Mare. dude. You guys, there's so many. If you guys aren't getting your papers out and writing some stuff down, get your notes app out, write these books down, because literally I could fill your TBR from here to next December, okay? Like, there are so many good things that are coming out. Beholder is a good horror that's going to be coming out in October. And I think we've got a couple thrillers that we're going to go through. We are going to try to pick up a thriller that is actually like a case file in a book and try to do that on the podcast. Like, there are so many things you have to pick them up if you're not listening what are you doing (laughs) yeah come on what are you doing you know what what? i wish i wish
0: it could be like a thing where we could like do a podcast series like reading to the audience
1: but i feel like we Uh, we get copyright. yeah i've asked because we wanted to do like like a little mini series or something for you guys like a um especially like a mystery or thriller and help like go through a couple chapters and then like talk it out or like something like that but make our
0: predictions about what's going on we are
1: not allowed to do that though
0: but like I don't understand why because you know we got story times that we stream so picture
1: books are a little bit different why not um, and I think we have like a list of things we can
0: use okay listen we'll find a book we'll email the publisher and be like can we do this and they're gonna be like no (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: haha
0: yeah if you pay us (laughs) 10,000 Okay, so we might not be able to do that. Sorry, guys. Um, We have
1: dreams and visions for this podcast, and people just don't want us to be great. Yeah.
0: Okay, so basically, (laughs) we're gonna have to write our own book. Um, it's fine. We'll we'll get that done by next year.
1: I'll get that. You get that started.
0: Yeah. So, okay. To sum this all up in a big bowl of spaghetti. Book Riot. Go to bookriot.com. Take the quiz. Get all these books that we've been talking about on your TBR list, whatever you read, your Goodreads, uh, your
1: Who's a Ma What's Its. Yeah, your Libby Who blog, your journal. Some of you use Kindle Unlimited. Like, I mean, whatever you got, come into the library, get a physical copy. Yes. Or get the audiobook. You know, we we don't care what you read, how you read, just
0: read. Yes. And then next week, um, well, next episode, Next episode um, is The Whispering Dead by Darcy Coates, and that's going to be releasing for you guys on September 7th. And then the next episode after that is going to be our NetGalley Reviews Overview. So that's on September 21st, and we're going to be talking about um, some arcs that we've received on NetGalley and what we've read and what we think about them and...
1: Some of the stuff that we've submitted. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the blog because if you haven't checked out the blog, it's KHCPL.org yes. forward slash podcast. Um, and everything on there is what we've read and reviewed that you don't hear about here. And sometimes right. you might hear about us ranting and raving, but yeah. we do a thorough review on there. Um, and the net galley stuff is stuff that you can look forward to coming up in the next months or so. Yes. so...
0: Yeah, so. Listen in on our podcast episode. Share our podcast, like our podcast on SoundCloud. Follow us on whichever you know platform, platform that you use. Um, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week.
1: Yeah, let us know.
0: Bye. Bye.